Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. All right, what are we talking about today? I think we're talking about extreme self-criticism or judgment. Mm. That kind of constant, really negative self-evaluation that some people can get into and locked into. This is I, you just mentioned that, and I like tense up and get cringy, down my right? Back. It, yeah, it makes me a little like because I have a lot of gross. clients, yeah, who suffer with this. Yeah, it feels slimy. and I feel oh, slimy. That's interesting. I just feel bad. Like I feel, I feel, I feel bad for them, but I feel like, oh my god, if I had to live like that, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, with yeah. this like constant beating myself up, yeah, for things that that kind of uh, I call it a headspace, like like your. It's kind of like your cognitive temperature, right? And 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 if my headspace was that punitive and critical and negative mm-hmm. all the time, oh, I can only imagine. I, and it's easy to have a ton of empathy for people when you realize what they're telling themselves yeah. all day long. Because some people are saying the worst things to themselves constantly. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. So just intense self-criticism, internal self-criticism. Mm-hmm. Criticism mm-hmm. is... Just awful. Especially, um, and you see this a lot with anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. um, obsessive compulsive disorder, PTSD. There's, there's uh, a lot of disorders have this kind of real negative. This is what you call a transdiagnostic factor. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! It's a fancy shows word up to say it. everywhere. It shows up in a lot mm-hmm. of different parties. <laughs> right. Jargon to metaphor to <laughs> yeah um, to idiom to yeah yeah. So what do you what do you do when someone with this kind of pattern shows up in your office when you realize oh wow this is what they're what they're doing to themselves you know to us to you and I as kind of cognitive therapists or cognitive behavioral therapists this just tends to be one of those like super basic um bits of information that we know as clinicians that I don't think is as well understood or received by kind of the general population. Which is what? What do we know? We know as clinicians that the way you think has a huge impact on how you feel and tends to have a huge impact on how you behave. Mm -hmm. And so it's easy for us to kind of examine people's thoughts and hear their thoughts and go, oh my gosh, can you not see how that's impacting how you mm-hmm. feel and how you behave? But a lot of people don't put that together, that my emotional experience is directly derived from my thought process. Yeah. And, well, and that's a that's something we really know and understand, but a lot of people just don't. And I think a lot of people who have struggled with this for a long time, they, I don't think they even think of it as a thought process. I think it for most for a lot of these people, it's just like part of their personality. It's like who I am. It's this tape that's just always running in the background. Or or even even sad, even more sad is that when you point this out, people will say, well, this is just the truth. Oh, like the content, like I am just a terrible person. I am person. just an idiot. I'm a screw up. I uh-huh. am just stupid. I get it. It may not be healthy for me to think that, but it's the truth. Yeah, well, yeah, that's... And that's, that's, that's another kind of one of those like moments right. where you're just like, oh, this is... This is that slimy feeling again mm-hmm. where, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes one of the little thought experiments I, I like to do at a certain point is to help people understand that, that idea that how you think really strongly affects how you feel. Mm-hmm. So I get the people who 
talk trash to themselves and actually believe it. That's like, that's a whole other can of worms. Um, but something I deal with a lot is people who are in the habit of being really self-critical and, but they will tell me, well, I don't actually think I'm a complete screw up or Mm -hmm. I don't actually think everybody hates me all the time. Mm -hmm. I worry about it sometimes, but but God, I just like this stuff just runs through Mm -hmm. my mind a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but to explain the connection, I, I use this example of what if you had some like a little, <laughs> I don't know why I started. <laughs> I use the idea of a little leprechaun, like a little <laughs> ill-tempered leprechaun who follows you around all day long, all day, every day. He's invi- invisible to everybody else, um, but he follows you around and just constantly puts you down. Mm-hmm. Just says all sorts of nasty things about you, is critical of every single thing you do and say. And But here's the thing. Everything he says is false. It's not actually true. Mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. guarantee that mm-hmm. to you, right? It's just, he's just going to spew lies, right? Mm-hmm. But you, all day, every day, you're going to have someone following you around being super critical and judgmental and negative about you. Mm-hmm. Now, even if you know that none of it is true, how are you going to feel after an hour of that, yeah. much less a day, yeah. much less a decade? Even if you know it's not true. Even if you know it's not true, yeah. you're going to feel miserable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, that kind of often illustrates the fact that just how you think, regardless of the content, is going to affect how you feel. Yeah. Right? Definitely. When, when, so, when you give a presentation at work and you think it goes pretty well and everybody, you know, you get lots of compliments on it and then one person makes kind of a shitty comment to you about it, right? You know, intellectually, that's not true like you did pretty well right but that one comment really hurts yeah you're like Ugh. right even though i know that's not true yeah Ugh. it hurts yeah so i think it's fun like you pointed out it's it's really essential that you come to terms with the idea that true or false good bad whatever how you think has a huge impact on how you feel yeah, i mean it just like cannot be overstated enough. It, it really can't and 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 you can't say it enough because the minute you don't keep this kind of in mind and, and you go on a tirade about yourself, there's an impact. Yeah. There is an emotional price tag you're paying for these thoughts that you're having. So right. you, you want to pay an accurate price. You don't want to pay these kind of exorbitant fees that some of these emotional or, or negative judgmental thoughts will have. They'll mm-hmm. come along with. And so this, this just seems to be one of those things that gets reiterated over and over in therapy a lot yeah, um, and pointed out a lot. Yeah. Now, the particular form of negative thinking I think that we're talking about is usually is what I call self-talk, right? Where you're kind of like, it's almost like you're, you're the, the protagonist in your life in a story, but you're also mm-hmm. the narrator. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. like describing what's happening. Right. Oh, shit, I said that. Like, I shouldn't have said that. What oh, an idiot. I'm like, well, I'm so, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. at, you're living mm-hmm. your life and you're also narrating your life right. on top of it. Right. And this is, this is the bulk of the kind of negative judgmental thinking yeah. that I, I think affects us. Yeah. It's this narrative. It's yeah. a storytelling yeah. about us and our life and right. how we're doing as a character. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Very true. And so to be, to start to, I, I think the, the first thing is just to be aware that that is what's going on. You are both the character and the narrator of your life. Yeah. And, and there's some, um, that's a fact you actually need to take responsibility for. Yeah. Yep. It's you. You are going to end up narrating your life mm-hmm. one way or the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and if it's not going well, right, you really need to think about the fact that like, 
okay, this is something I really need to maybe start to work on and think more about. Right. Well, I, you know, I, I, I take a, a philosophical view here a lot and, and talk to my clients about, you know, we're all going to shape our own life. And there's, there's a limited number of ways we can do that. We can do that through our behavior, right? Mm-hmm. We can impact the environment around us. We can yell at people and make them hate us. We can, we can apply for jobs and work hard and whatever it is. But one of the things we do, one of the tools we can use is our thought process, the way we think, because again, that's going to determine our behavior and have an impact there. So if you're trying to create any sort of life for yourself, you might want to consider that you should adopt a thought process that will allow you to achieve those things. Mm. You know, um, for, for example, if you want a good relationship with your partner, well, having a thought process that allows you to access that good relationship or approach it is probably a lot better than one that's negative that tells you I'm an idiot. Nobody ever likes me. I won't even go talk to that person because I'm a moron and they're just going to want to reject me. I mean, that thought process does not lead you to approach things that mm. would improve your relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Or to begin a relationship. So we want to look at this in a way where it's like my, my thoughts are actually a tool that will allow me to approach the things that I want in my life. But Dr. Sewell, I just can't help it. I just, uh, this stuff just runs through my mind. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could just stop doing it, but it just happens. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then we, yeah, there's a lot of conversations along those lines. And a lot of people believe they have just zero control over their thought process. Mm -hmm. What do you say to people like that? I wish I had a really pithy, impactful (laughs) zinger I could could launch at people. But it's usually multiple conversations, gently acclimating people to the idea that how you you tend to think about that that self-talk is it's a habit. Mm -hmm. Which I think is important because... If you think about any kind of habit, like think about mm, tying your shoes, right? If I told, if I said, Todd, do you remember tying your shoes this morning? Do you remember all the details of tying your shoes? No. Not really. You just kind of did it, right? Now, at the same time, I would say, were, did you actually tie your shoes or did your shoes just get tied? I, I tied them. Yeah, you did it, yeah. right? So habits are this interesting class of things where we... We, we, we have control over them kind of, but they're also kind of automatic and outside of at least our awareness. And right. it's not like we're totally controlling them. Right. Right. So I think that that's important because it's a, it's validating of people's experience of, it feels like this stuff just happens to me. Right. It feels like I don't have a lot of control, which to some extent is true. Habits because can, you formed a habit and you don't think about it now. Yeah. Or yeah. a habit formed. I think a lot of these habits formed. Right before people are even History, yeah. really aware of it. Um, but habit, no matter how entrenched a habit is, like you, if you're right-handed, you hold your fork with your right hand, right? Mm-hmm. If you try to eat with your left hand, it feels really awkward and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? You make a mess of yourself. You're spilling stuff all over the place. Sure. You know? If you had to, you could learn how to eat with your left hand. Sure. And pretty well, right? And the more you did it, you probably yeah, get better and you better practice at it. and you get better. Yeah. If you ever tried to play a musical instrument, right? You are terrible at it. Nobody's good at it, right? And it's very hard to acclimate your fingers to, you know, holding down strings on the fretboard of a guitar. Mm-hmm. But you can do it. And so mm-hmm. I, I try to use lots of examples, typically from people's own experience, of, of habits in their lives and, and examples where they've had a habit in a certain direction and they've changed it 
in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Because fundamentally, your habits of thought and storytelling follow the same principles. Exactly. But the, the st in order to change the way you think, you really like deep down on a really profound way, you have to believe, you have to really understand they're, they're kind of the same thing. Habits of thought are, are the same as other kinds of habits in your life. Yeah, and, and changing that habit does take effort kind of like using to lots use your fork again or lots of time, lots yeah. of practice. And, and, and a lot of people will tell me, well, you know, changing the way I think, isn't that going to be impossible? It's just going to feel really weird at first. I, how do I even do that? And, and I use an, another metaphor of driving, you know, That's when you one. first learned too. how to drive that it just seems so weird, you know, and you have to, you know, push your foot down on this at the same time you're clicking the, the turn signal at the same time you're looking for cars coming from your left and right. right. I mean, it just seems so insurmountable. And now you do it without even thinking about right. it. You don't even, you don't even realize what you're doing while you're driving sometimes. So, uh, it, it is, it's a, it's a pattern. It's a habit that you've got to develop and to, to start a new habit or start a new pattern. It can be pretty difficult at first, but let's talk about that pattern. Yeah. Because a lot of my clients will just say, you just want me to smile all the time and see that everything's wonderful. And what do you mean change my thoughts about this? I can't think about it any other way. You just want me to spin it? That's what you want me to do? What do you say to that? Uh, why can't you think about it a different way? <laughs> well, but I just don't want it. You just want me to see it in rainbows and butterflies. You want, me, you want to give me rose-colored glasses. Well, I, I, <laughs> something horrible happens and you just want me to say, oh, that's great. Well, that's I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell my client. Do you tell your clients that? No. <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> my point. Okay, so, so changing negative thoughts, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, get, I think what you're getting at is a lot of people assume that changing negative thoughts means becoming super positive right. and Pollyanna-ish. Exactly. Right? I got exactly. to think happy thoughts. Yeah. I have ne I have a pattern of negative self criticism. My my psychologist is telling me I need to change my thoughts. Yeah. He just wants me to say, "No, I'm not right. a moron. I'm awesome," which is not at all the goal because the vast majority of people who do not have this intense self critical, judgmental, negative self talk, they don't they don't walk around saying like, "Gosh, I am just wonderful. Everybody really likes right. me so much. <laughs> like, That's I'm funny. just amazing. I have so much confidence." And like, no. People who don't have this habit of intense negative criticism of themselves, they just don't do much of it at all. Right. Right? It's just or it's just someone makes a nasty comment. You say, ah, oh, that was, that was kind of mean. Like oh, that kind of hurts, yeah. but like they're an idiot. And then yeah. just kind of move on. So it, I think that's a great point that this, it's not about thinking happy thoughts. No. <laughs> First, this is a good myth to dispel right off there the There you go. You just want me to think happy thoughts. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the idea. The idea isn't to give you any kind of false representation of what's going on or who you are or anything like that. The idea for me, I think, is I tell clients, I, I'd prefer the thought process just be more functional and useful to you rather than negative and critical and judgmental. Mm -hmm. So that again, we're going to use our thoughts to kind of help shape the life we want rather than just destroy our, our uh, self-confidence and self-esteem yeah. every time we turn around. Well, how about this one? So I, I'm, I'm your client. I, well, I went to this, I, d I did this presentation at work and I, I screwed up the last slide. I mean, I really just kind of made an ass of myself and um, it was in front of the boss and, mm. you know, yeah, it was just, a, it was a big mistake and I just, I can't stop beating myself up for it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
and I know I, you know, like it's kind of making me miserable. I should probably stop doing this, but it did happen. Mm-hmm. Right? You did do well on this presentation. Yeah, it, it did like happen. That. Um, so every time I try and stop, I think, well, but it did actually happen. Mm-hmm. So this, and this is a weird, interesting kind of logic where because something is true, mm-hmm. that means I'm obligated to think more about it. Yeah. Which is, that's a kind of a big leap. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe it is true that somebody doesn't like you or that you screwed up. Yeah, you or that, maybe the presentation really didn't go well. Right. right. But I like your point about what is it functional or not? Yeah. Like just because it's true doesn't mean it's at all helpful or necessary to continue thinking about it. Yeah. Like that does not follow at all. Yeah. Or, or if you do think about it, is there a way to think about that presentation in a way that maybe allows you to, first I would say, what's your, what's your concern here? And you might say, well, my, my, my job and my security in my job and my job performance. Mm-hmm. Say, okay. There's the value we're going for. Is there a thought we could have about this presentation and, and, and or you in this presentation that would allow you to still be a functional employee, pursue your goals, blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's the trick to, to then look at what, what's a functional thought and then to develop the skills to be able to develop those thoughts. And that's the hard part, I think, of, of um, what we're talking about. Yeah, it's the, it's the hard, but, but actually not that complicated part, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. basically the skill here is, the, okay, uh, you know, I screwed up the presentation this afternoon. So it's, you know, it's 10 PM. I'm laying down in bed and the thought comes up like you're such a screw up. You really screwed that up. The, the process here, which is not actually that complicated. It is very hard. It's not complicated though, is okay. That's one line of thinking. Do Mm -hmm. I want to go down that route? There it is right there. Or do I, and there's kind of two options. Can I just stop thinking about it entirely because it's not especially helpful, even if it's true, not helping. Or could I think about it differently mm-hmm. in a way that's just as true, but different? Yeah. Like, yes, I did not do well on that presentation. Tomorrow, I'm going to review the part that I didn't do so well on. And I'm going to maybe have a conversation about my boss about how I could do it better next time. And then I'm going to get on with the rest of my work yep. or, or whatever. But, but it's, it's, it's saying like some, there's an impulse, a mental impulse to go down one line of thinking mm-hmm. and saying- Or a habit. A habit. Yep, mm-hmm. Exactly. And you say, nope, I'm not going down that line because I know it's not going to be helpful, even yeah. if it's true. And I'm going to go down a different path, Love it. Which, it, which is hard. Right. No doubt about it. It's hard. But, but what you said wasn't rainbows and butterflies. No. Rose-colored glasses. I might even say you might look at why you messed up and go, ooh, I didn't spend a lot of time preparing for that discussion. Yeah. And I didn't really study my slides very well. Next time I do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a little bit more time to do that, study my slides, and I think I'll do a lot better. Or, or give myself that edge. Well, there's a functional thought process. It doesn't make you feel good. Right. It doesn't make you, it's not rose-colored glasses, but at least now it's functional. Now you have a line of thought that will allow you to pursue your goal, to pursue better presentations in the future, to be a good employee without kicking yourself in the teeth, yeah. which, which is totally unnecessary. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated sometimes by people who really do this a lot habitually because it's so deflating and dysfunctional. It's like, wow, that gives you yeah. nothing. That gives you, I mean, when you talk about motivations for things and people go, because I'm an idiot. It's like, man, there's no clinical utility in saying that. There's nothing you can do with that. Okay, wait, here's the thing though. Sure. If 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 people are so stuck in that pattern, mm-hmm. there must be some reason they could keep doing it, right? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are people who really, really, really are just, you can kind of go through this, you can explain this kind of stuff, you can give them the sort of the exercises and the, but it's still really, really hard. They're getting like, something out of it. What's the deal with that? Yeah. Like what well, are your sort of theories for that? There's, there's any number of reasons why, right? It, it could be that gives them a sense of control, right? Mm. The problem is me. And as long as I know the problem's me, I kind of have an idea of what's going on. Uh, yeah. It's not nebulous. It's not uncontrollable. It's me. I'm an ass. You know, that, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's like that sense of control. Sometimes it's a lack of responsibility. Hey, it's not my fault. I'm just a, I'm just a jerk. There's nothing I can do about it. So it, it's kind of like that. I can let myself off the hook because I'm a moron. I just can't do it. Um, there's, there's a number of reasons of this kind that comes up. And, and it functions in some way for somebody. But by pointing out this doesn't really function overall. It doesn't in really give term. you the result that you want. And that's mm-hmm. the important part. To use your thoughts in a way that it gets you what you want or at least a better shot at what you want. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. How does thinking you're a, a, a useless, poor moron get you what you want? It just doesn't. And so therefore to me, I'm like, that's a dysfunctional thought then. Why even get that space in yeah. your head? I wonder if sometimes it comes down to kind of short-term versus long-term thinking mm. in that it, in the very, very short term, maybe it does give you a sense of certainty or control mm-hmm. or it, mm-hmm. it um, even, it, you know, lack of, you know, it makes you feel better because you're not responsible. If it's just part of who you are, if you're yep. just a screw up to the I core, there's nothing yeah. I can do about it, yeah. right? Um, an, another, I just throw one more in there because more and more I've been realizing this is happening for people is I think a lot of times people learn early on that the way to motivate yourself to succeed and to mm-hmm. perform well mm-hmm. is I call it the drill sergeant theory of motivation <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that the only way to perform well and to achieve and be successful is to be hard on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like a drill sergeant in a movie, you know, yet kind of yeah. yelling and like holding yourself to crazy high standards and that, and what happens is people do that and they succeed, mm-hmm. they do pretty well, mm-hmm. and so they assume That's the I was successful it. because I was an ass to myself. Right, right. Which again, uh, it's easy to slip into that, but does not follow logically at all. Yeah. I think most people who are successful and who are extremely hard on themselves, they're successful despite yeah. their negative thinking. Yes. Not at all because of it. Right. Well, and, and the drill sergeant is a, is a good metaphor for that because you know, you do see this kind of approach in the military a lot. The military uses it for a very different reason, which is to kind of ingrain that hierarchy, Yeah. right? <laughs> which you don't have an internal hierarchy to worry about there. <laughs> so maybe don't just break your spirit down to the point where they but want it, a new recruit. But I think the threat is, if I really believe this is the thing that's led to my success right. where I am, that can be pretty terrifying to let go of that. Oh, it's awful. Right? And, and But I would point out, in all my years of doing this, I've met one, maybe two people that actually seem motivated by negative criticism. Most people, 99%, are not super motivated by that over a long period of time. Right, but they could still believe sure, that that's sure. what's leading to their sure. results. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, Even and, if they feel like garbage. And to really help them and, and kind of test that hypothesis is a valuable, valuable experiment. Yeah, kind of in small ways to maybe maybe let go a little bit of that drill sergeant yeah. and, and see what happens. Does your performance start to decrease? Does a more adaptive thought process actually help me? You know, mm-hmm. if I institute that, does it actually change my, my experience? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. 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 It's good. I, I think too, though, the, and this is my last thought on this topic. Um, one of the biggest sticking points, I think, for people who struggle with this dilemma is they think of it primarily as an intellectual problem, that there's something they don't understand. Mm. There, there's some way of thinking that if they just say the right magic words, it's going to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. This is not, th- this problem is like, it, it's much more like something physical. It's like, again, like I use the example of like playing and learning to play an instrument or running a marathon or it's not fundamentally an intellectual problem. You right. read all the books you want on learning to play the guitar. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make you a better guitar player. Right. Right. It's, it's mostly just about the reps. Yeah. And I think that's critical that you frame this problem as it just takes practice. Lots and lots mm-hmm. of practice. Mm-hmm. Like anything, like any other skill or habit that you want to build. And I will say this, that once you've had a few ex- experiences where, where, a more functional thought pattern has kind of experientially and, and, and noticeably changed your um, exper- experience, you'll want to do this more. It's pretty reinforcing to go, whoa, usually that would have caused a ton of problems for me. Right. Now I seem to be attacking this problem in a whole different way. Right. But the problem is there's this period initially where it doesn't oh, feel like you're forced. making progress. It's like learning how to drive. Yeah. It feels really weird and awkward. Yeah. And if your assumption is like, it should get better once I understand it. Oh. You're going to be perpetually disappointed and you're going to give up. Or just because I know the problem, I should be able to just institute this right away. Yep. Yeah. No, it's, it's, mu- it's, liter- it's like learning to play a new instrument. Yeah. It, your expectations are really critical. You really have to see this as this is a major undertaking. It's mm-hmm. very doable. Every day, tons of people learn how to play the guitar, right? You don't, you don't have to be a prodigy to do it. Anyone can get decent at playing the guitar or whatever it is. But it just takes a lot of practice. The reps. And it takes consistent practice. And, and this is no different. I think you're exactly right. Put in the time and, and, and the reps to, to make sure that your internal headspace is functional. Yeah, and the fact that it's hard does not mean it's not working, right? Yeah. The fact that running on the treadmill is hard and makes you sore. That doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Or yeah, yeah. Or that, there's <laughs> or that a it's problem. not working. Or yeah, you're yeah. not doing it right. Or it's never going to work. Yeah. No, that's what happens when you run on the trail. Yeah. You're, like your fingers get sore when you first start playing the guitar. Like that's normal. You know, you you and I are comfortable with this. But if any behaviorists are listening to this, this might bother them. Um, <laughs> Good. Isn't that the point of this podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if you think about your thought process as a behavior that you do, I think right. We all right. think having this super negative internal behavior that you're constantly inside. Think about that. You're constantly kind of kicking yourself in the teeth mentally. (laughs) That cannot help your experience. (laughs) Adopt a way of thinking that is going to allow you not to kick yourself in the teeth every time you turn around. Right. Well, uh, cultivate a way. There you go. You know, like, it's a muscle. Cultivate, build, build. strengthen your 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 yeah. skill. This is a skill, and this is a habit, and a, and it becomes a pattern. Once it becomes a pattern, though, it's a much it's awesome. better. Much it works better for experience. you instead of working against you. Exactly. I think that's the point. To to construct a thought p- pattern and a thought process that works for you rather than against you. Right. That's a good way to frame. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. 
things. 